0: we in our last prayer podcast as we look at prayer power uh, the book by Stuart Robinson that I really encourage you to grab a hold of and have a look at Stuart as as we look at um, what God is doing uh, for many of us as we look at the shaking that is happening in the world uh, we see the end times, prophecies becoming more and more real as Jesus promised you you will hear of Earthquakes and famines and wars and, uh, these things are just, uh, signs of the things to come. They are birth pangs, actually, the words that Jesus used. As we also look at what God is doing in the nations, we stand amazed, like Habakkuk, and we, we put our hands over our mouths and, and either move in tremendous unbelief when we hear of the hundreds and thousands and even millions of churches that are being planted through simple, simple, explosive uh, movements that are happening, that are filled with power and the Holy Spirit, and also the fundamentals of the Word of God, uh, the Spirit of God, and each person being empowered to go to their neighbor. We look at despair in our own institutional Western churches, and we see Every stat and every figure coming out, even in the last figures, that have just come out in the last short time of the decline of the church in particularly Western Europe, Australia, New Zealand, and somewhat in America. Um, what's your What's your perspective? What's your take on on what God is doing, and uh, and what What is the revival that's needed in these times? That might well be described along with Peter on the day of Pentecost, these end times that we live in? Well, things are grim uh,
1: in the West. There's no doubt about that. As I said before, the uh, research is very clear that the church in the West is going down. Uh, How far it will go, only God can know that. A couple of reasons this is happening. Um, the Christians in the West have never had the privilege that I have had of working in many cultures and in a sense of uh, being exposed to danger and risk. Um, I've never known God to use someone greatly whom he first hasn't allowed to suffer greatly, and it's a wonderful preparatory methodology that God uses. Uh, Remember Joseph, uh, he was imprisoned for 13 years in an Egyptian dungeon, and then it says uh, that the Lord had him there, till the Lord proved him to be true. Uh, Joseph had certain things to learn, and then he brought him out and he became the prime minister of Egypt uh, in my own case uh, working overseas alone and often facing dangers and suffering loss uh, loss of uh, all of our possessions a couple of times loss of lives a uh, couple of our uh, children uh, they uh, are buried in that country and and lots of other things happened but it formed us there we saw god doing miraculous things and when we came back to Australia, we were amazed to see how much the church had changed. We'd only been away 14 years, and we came to see that the church had been captured by the culture in which we operate, so that no longer was the Bible the paramount source of authority and decision-making. It was the culture and the pressure around us which was causing churches of all types to adjust their theologies to remain relevant to the culture. The only problem with that is that when you go through that process, yes, you remain culturally re- relevant, but you become spiritually irrelevant because we are to be salted light. Christians are to be like Jesus. We're to be the radicals. We are not to be compromising, just following where the world goes. And um, this week in our newspapers, I've been reading more reports of national leaders of church adjusting their beliefs and their practice and their culture to be, they say, relevant to the culture in which we have, in this case here in Australia. So we need to stand uh, on the word of God, be sure of what we believe and then actually believe it and act as though we believe it. When we came back to Australia, we were amazed because I sensed immediately, although the people, wonderful Christians, were very strong in their doctrine, they, they knew doctrine. But doctrine and and understanding is a matter of the mind, uh, of the brain, if you like, of the head, whereas obedience is a matter of the heart. And there's often a significant difference, a distance between head and heart. To activate the doctrine, we have to obey. Jesus said, teach them to obey all that I have taught you. And so that's another Uh, big factor which is influenced here that we really don't believe what we say about God. In fact, I think many people may go to church on Sunday and then so order their lives as to live as practical atheists uh, from Monday to next Sunday. Uh, We never have to put God to the test. But we learn from experience both uh, overseas and here in Australia that uh, we serve a God who is a God of the impossible. And if we believe that, he will do impossible things. Although God doesn't expect the impossible from us, he wants us to expect the impossible from him. And he does that as we believe. So if the church in the West is to survive, we desperately need two things. We need to engage in persistent prayer and do not give up on that. And the other thing we need, and I realise it's not the main topic of our conversation in these podcasts, but I'd say it, is we need to be focused on producing multiplying disciples, which is a lot more than just evangelically coming to faith. I think the evangelical church has sold itself short. Yes, they go and they preach Jesus Christ and Him crucified. People come to faith and then they're churchianized. They're put in a church pew and taught to become good church members by attending lots of committees and Sunday service, becoming very busy. But they're never taught how to become disciples, never taught how to multiply. Those two things are vital. Discipleship multiplication preceded by persistent prayer. And then we have every right to expect the Lord of the church to come and to meet us in our desperate need for a visitation from him. Because if that doesn't happen, I fear uh, what the results might be. Because the church in the West, in many ways, could be classified, at least some slabs of it, as being apostate, given the things which uh, they are embracing and following, but God can turn all of that around as we pray. Yeah. So
0: it's that core is the being faithful in prayer, uh, not faith. The word faithfulness conjures up a a sense of dryness and just sitting in a room. But we're really talking about faithful in that persistent, passionate prayer and that crying out to God, but also faithful to make disciples. And, and the core of that is really uh, understanding the, the vital role of God's word and sticking to obeying all his commands and, and to, to being faithful, even if our culture is going somewhere else. We're reading the word, we're obeying the word, we're sharing the word with others and those, those two prayer, word and spirit, uh, and mission, uh, are the vital parts of, of that. So really that's, that's what disciple making movements are all about, Stuart. Um, and, um, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, but we do look at our, our, our context in the West and we go, how long, Lord? How long before you break out? how long before you move as the tide is going out, not coming in, in the West. Stuart, as we thank you for this podcast and thank you for sharing with us generously over this this season, this time, encouragement to prayer. As we finish the podcast, what are the, some of the essential things that you would like to us to just grab hold of to... to uh, grab hold of in our hearts, I guess, not just in our minds. What do we need to do and, and to continue to grow in prayer, to be encouraged and strengthened in the idea that God is real and he wants to invade the earth as Jesus taught us, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Mm. There are two things I want you to remember and I
1: hope you'll pick these up if you get to read the book The first, I've mentioned this before, faith is not dependent upon answers that God gives to our prayers. It is our response to him when he seems not to give any answer. And I spell faith R-I-S-K. I define it as living in the midst of miracles, always on the edge of disaster. But with this faith, then we'll dare to be involved in things which are so big that they're doomed to failure unless God is in it. In fact, as you pray, God will enable you to see the face of the entire nation in that one disciple that you um, are discipling, that he or she will be able to multiply repeatedly. And the second thing which I mentioned before, remember God doesn't expect the impossible from us, but he wants us to expect the impossible from him. And may he grant to you that impossible faith, seeing uh, the face of the nation of Australia or whatever nation you're in, in that next disciple that you start to minister to, and that one will multiply and multiply and
0: multiply, taking the word on and out. Amen.